And what a beautiful evening we have here today. Looks like we have another day of Wrestle Smackdown here, brought to you courtside by Smithy and the Dwarf. Talk to me, Dwarf. Who have we got in the ring today? Well, Smithy, it looks like we've got the fan favorite, Cake Sternly of the Fishing Guild. Jumping into the ring now is a newcomer hailing from the Silver South Ranges by the name of Adris. Back to you, Smithy. We just got word from Adris's backers that uh, he can create lightning when he runs and punches. He might be looking to end this pretty early, fast, if you wouldn't say so there, Dorf. I wouldn't get ahead of yourself just yet, Smithy. We do know that the lightning's not going to be that useful here, as Keg appears to have covered himself entirely in mud. Quite the tactical genius. Well, I guess we'll have to see when we, uh, uh, as this all plays out, folks. Let's uh, take a look now down in the ring and see how this goes. GoonQuest is a Dungeons & Dragons role-playing podcast containing both crude and sensitive humor, with occasional references to things like drugs. Content warnings can be found in the description. In an instant, the continent of Inthria faced a turning point as magic and gods which had once been gone for over a thousand years returned in a flash. The sovereignty, only recently formed by the joining of three kingdoms, now stands as a beacon in the ensued chaos. With magic's sudden return and the rise of both good and evil theologic practice, Many are left to question the integrity of the sovereignty with these new strong influences. It all begins with a group of adventurers brought together in the wake of a small town's destruction by the flames of the dragon Calyrex. This is Goon Quest. to Goon Quest, everyone. My name is Jimmy May, and I'm your debatably optimistic dungeon master to the world of my own creation. You said last Joining time. me today, I didn't say optimistic last time. I think, I think you, you did. did. I think you yeah, okay. yeah, you went sadistic to optimistic. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to have to. Okay. Got uh, a use a new cathartic. a new adjective. It's sexual. The whole thing's fucked. It's sexual. Okay. I'm going home. What? <laughs> Sexy. My name is Jimmy May, and I'm your debatably hate all of my players, dungeon masters, <laughs> the world of my own creation. Joining me today and days going forward are my goons. Hello, my name is Joey from Texas. I'm gonna I'm goon number one, and I'm playing Plato today. Uh, Plato is actually known um, around town to be a little bit of a laughing stock. Whenever he was six years old, uh, an old mean lady convinced him that she was a witch and turned him into a frog. So he hopped at home for an hour and a half before his parents told him that he wasn't a frog. He was just convinced. It was. He thought it was a witch. He didn't. He was very. He's very open to uh, you know, superstitions and such. So this was before magic came back too. Yeah, he was just. I mean, he was six. I mean, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, okay. I'm Jaden. I'm goon number five. I'm playing Ithquant Letney, uh, and I have five siblings, or rather, Ithquant has five siblings. Oh, I'm also from Argentina. Hello, everyone. I'm goon number two, and I'm from. Uh, I'm Alec, and I'm playing Address. And my fun fact for Address is that he is dangerously unafraid of most animals. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Little Goon, Samuel. I'm from just down the road. And I'm playing Borovic Smokestone, the Hill Dwarf Sorcerer. And the first person, fun fact, that Borovic ever killed was a mercenary dressed as a clown, which now makes him very uncomfortable at children's parties. 
Uh, hello, I'm James, and I am Thug Number uh, Name Pending, uh, and I am playing the character Veralden. And uh, back in Veralden's hometown of, you know, Sovereignton, uh, outside the local library uh, that his parents ran, uh, there was a thing known as the web, which was just a giant spider web that people posted flyers on. Like, oh, help wanted, you know. It's like a signboard, but it's just yeah, yeah. It was just a web because it was. Was there a spider to go with it? No one actually knows. Okay, like no one, no one saw it or anything. So you know, it was a local mystery, classic local mystery, like a cryptic thing. Was the first post like, where did this web come from? Yes, we last left off with the five of you in attendance with Twig at the race uh, at the race's evening ceremony in the Rushwater Mead House and Inn. Several teams were announced, including the stronger, well-established teams. Uh, put together by logging and fishing executives uh, of the respective guilds, Twig made her opening comments regarding the self uh, selfish or the selfishness of the businesses in the town just before the evening dinner began, uh, essentially calling all all the big businesses out. Uh, the attention drawn to the lot of you attracted a call out from the executive of the fishing guild, Keg Sternly, along with several other locals in the wrestling pit, sprayed down with beer to be loose and muddy. Uh, Address, you took the challenge as an appropriate uh, wrestler would in some uh, some regards as you immediately jumped in to challenge the man back. Now, to give some more context, as I think we got to this place rather rushed at the end of the last session, so I'll describe the area for you guys a little bit more so we uh, can get back into it. So, Rushwater Mead House seems to be a lively location as is. The area seems to come alive even more as uh, Baron Kalan fish, uh, finishes announce, uh, announcements for the evening's festivities. The building is a large, open-concept cobbled structure with high ceilings and a small staircase tucked away in the corner of the building, leading to rooms above. Large tables surround this small fighting pit where several patrons gather, but many members of teams stray to the large feast tables to isolate and discuss uh, the race for the morning. Small banners are hung throughout the tavern depicting businesses um, that had won previous years and even things uh, changed because of their uh, speeches. So like like a banner that like a school might win, like, oh, we won state three times in a row. Like these businesses are like, oh, yeah, we won the past like five years running. Uh, the air of the hall is warm, a little rank to the account of the sweating of individuals in the pits mixed with the ale spilled in. A gentle tune caresses a steady noise to deafen most of the conversations amongst folk. In attendance, you all can see the Baron has situated himself along, the, along with an elven maiden and two council members at the far end of the hall, where they seem to size up teams. The logging guild teams uh, seems to mostly be sitting down by the door of the tavern. Notably, members called, uh, called out previously are missing. Uh, patrolling the area just inside and outside of the mean house are members of the local guard militia. Uh, while few, the guards seem to be uh, making sure individuals getting too rowdy find their seats. And idly commenting on the guards' quality, you guys can hear the undertone, wor undertone words of some of the duty, the off-duty immortal guards regarding the quality of their work. And as you guys know, the immortals, it's this mercenary organization that was hired when the sovereignty was formed to kind of serve as a not only guard, but like a stand-in army until an army could be formed for the sovereignty. And a lot of it is really kind of controversial because they broke off from the kingdoms that formed together to just get more money. And so the Immortals, while oftentimes are really excellent warriors, generally fixate a lot of while around the money they get paid. 
Whereas the local militia who aren't as paid as much still do their job diligently. It's just they're not as high quality soldiers. As that is kind of the scene set up for you guys as a current, as you can hear the shouts from the crowd, you guys just watch as Adris jumped into the ring from where he was standing. Um, <clears throat> uh, for the four remainder of you, you can see different teams around the area. You can see um, several merchants that are of the local area gathered inside. And it looks like a place you can probably sit, watch Adris go through his thing, or just try to finagle with any of the other patrons of the bar. You definitely have noted that some people have left from other teams, though. But you guys do have five unseen servants set up in a barn, or a stable, I'm sorry, uh, down the way with a single bell in hand, but you also have um, Twig's little brother there as well, uh, doing his best to guard. So you guys have it pretty locked down at the current moment as one, one of the unseen servants working on the uh cart is just wearing a cloak so they all kind of look like people if you don't stare at them too long all right i'd like to take this time to go on the offensive we had heard about the uh manor in the greenhouse that's what it's called yes uh was a cart i think i'm going to see if i can pay that place a visit now that everyone is here Okay, so now that everyone's gathered there, you want to head over to the greenhouse. Okay. Is anyone going to accompany you? Um, if anyone takes note that I've left, they're welcome to come. Are I'm you trying going. to leave out stealthily? Uh, more subtly than stealthily. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, give, I'm me not... a, give me a performance check on just casual dude leaving the bar. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, and the remaining three of you not, not preoccupied at the current moment, give me perception checks. Twelve. Twelve. All right. Plato had a perception check of five. Seventeen. Eleven. Okay. I'll talk with you in a second, Warbit. Um, Lenny, you see, um, you see basically a crowd of some of the logger executives and a couple of these other teams that uh, have gotten together as well. You you take note of the Rock Lock Light group as well as there's another smaller organization, which is Vincer's Vestments, which is just like a nice clothing store. Um, that's in one of the other teams, not mentioned in the previous session, but uh, they're just, you know, there is not a big businesses. They're more smaller companies trying to get good advertisement out. So, you know, their cards probably aren't as up to par as the others. And um, there's another group sitting in there, the Wind Soul, which is a, the Wind Soul is a deity in this world just kind of the god of storytelling and bards and the church of the Winslow, which is a new establishment here is trying to gain followers and you can see the father of the church is sitting there with some of his acolytes and they have made a cart for this event as well um where all their stuff is is locked up you don't 100 percent know but uh, you are fully aware that from what your impression of what the logger's cart is, you think it is still stored in the greenhouse. And while you did not put the square wheels on this cart, you guys did put the wheels of the other cart in onto this this one. So you doing your best, casually and idly, stroll towards the door. Now you have a seven. You're seven feet tall. You have a very big demeanor. Um, so people either generally shy away from how they're looking at you 
or they take very prevalent notice of you walking places. I like to growl at those people. Yeah. So if not, you would have probably, and that might have been your undoing here a little mm. bit, as as you see a couple people make eye contact and you tur- bare your teeth a little bit. Mm. And uh, you- I don't have to bare my teeth. I have smoke that comes out of my nostrils. It does perfectly good job. Oh, perfect. Uh, as uh, you also, I don't have lips. Uh, you ex- <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why reptiles don't really have lips, do they? Nope. Uh, yeah, as you exhume some smoke, one of the uh, uh, one of the militia guards like. Is there no smoking in the building? I'm not going to even acknowledge that one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing. <laughs> and you just walk right out the door. Uh, immediately, the remaining of you guys can see as he walks out the door. Like a few of the teams start whispering to each other. You didn't take notice of all this, but you felt like you've left pretty casually, more than usual. People aren't running away, so so that was pretty casual for you. So you start striding down the road towards. Uh, the greenhouse and I think I established earlier I said greenhouse storage which that's probably the best way to call this and we keep saying greenhouse we're just going to infer that it is a storage place for greenhouse equipment got it the greenhouse because I said there's walls on it and I was like wait greenhouses don't have walls it's glass (laughs) I thought you meant like glass walls so yeah and then I described it as solid and said there's a glass roof Mm -hmm. and I was like what was I saying so this is a greenhouse storage area with a glass roof um get the light in you know yeah. Save on your oil bill. So you head down towards the Baron's uh, manor and come up to the gate. There is guards there still, but uh, you see one of them tips his hat as you're kind of walking by, and they kind of understand what you're going through. And uh, one of them actually just kind of like idly looks one different direction, and the other one looks the other direction. One kind of kicks the little gate open. These guys are the best. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to stroll right on in. <laughs> yeah, you walk in and walk towards the back of the manor. We're going to jump over to the other people real quick. Um, and we'll jump to address here in a second as well. Um, as the three of you are sitting throughout uh, the area, uh, Veralden and uh, Plato, what are you guys getting up to at this moment? Hmm. We got we to gotta get the hype up for address. For sure. I meet uh, Plato and Address actually have a history of uh, fighting alongside of each other. So I'm definitely super invested in how he's how he's going to handle this one. So I'm definitely going to start cheering for him. Uh, maybe look for the Address section if there's one of those around. If there's, there's a group of people cheering for the underdog. There's a completely <laughs> empty section. <laughs> I will go right there and I'll cheer my heart out. Uh, yeah, you see a guy uh, from a announcer booth kind of looks over and he's like, Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, what's up? Hey, name's Smithy. Uh, tell me a little bit about your friend. My friend Address? Yeah, yeah, this guy in here. Well, what you see is what you get. I mean, look at this guy. He's carved out of stone. Oh, yeah, no, I see that. Does he have any cool powers or anything? I mean, you just wait and see. He has a fury to unleash on this guy. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, well, that that should be perfect for this, then. We'll have to see how it goes down. Uh, and uh, you see, kind of looks up, and he's like, all right, and we have the name Address. Uh, as he announces address your name, you see Keg Sternly standing before you, covered in mud. Oh. I would like to like be in the, the other side, like okay. the, the Keg Sternly side, and like look over at the guy next to me and be like, yo, is that address? Yo, I heard this dude like wrestled <laughs> like two bears at once. Is that that other guy's name? Address? Yeah. I mean Keg Sternly, I mean Fisher, he pulled a five hundred pound carp out of the water. 
And yeah. I don't know if those are freshwater or saltwater, but he pulled it out. Yeah, but that's just a fish. Those don't have like teeth and shit. Fish have teeth? Well, like, like yeah, but they're not going to maul you. Well, I guess like, no, you two, bears. two bears. That's yes. more than one fish, and I could do math. Right? I didn't go to school, but I could do math. That's fair. I mean, math is hard. Math is, so two bears. Yeah, that's what I heard at least. That's almost double. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. That's a lot of bears. Yeah, I might actually have to change sides here. Shit. Roll a persuasion check. It's a freshwater fish. Okay. It is. Well, this is a freshwater river, so we're good. I was. Uh, oh, it's just a zero. That's a five. That's a five. He's like, you don't understand, though, man. Uh, Keck Sternly, again, 500 pounds. I know that's a big number, and that's much more than almost double. I mean, I, to each their own, I guess. It's like, you know, we'll see what your guy can do. But, yeah. I, you know, I am a fan of cheering for the underdog more than anything. And your guy's taller than Keg Sternly, but that makes that probably makes Keg Sternly the underdog. <laughs> if anything, you should cheer with me for the with Keg Sternly. I don't know, man. That was two bears. I don't. This guy's smaller than a bear, so like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, and I'm gonna head over to the other side. <laughs> Plato, where you've just been idly there. <laughs> I've just been cheering and like, go, Address, you got this. Address, you see the man walks up to you. Uh, he's mud all covered him, shirt off. He's just got trousers on and uh, he bare chested. And actually bare-chested as he's covered in fur. Mm. Like, just a hairy chest, not, like, literal fur. But, mm. uh, and he is, like, standing... I, you're pretty tall, right? Yeah, 6'2", six two, six I two. Yeah, this guy's, like, 5'8", so he's not, like, ah. crazy tall. Um, but he is structurally sound. He is, like, full-build, shoulders broad, barrel-chested. And for being much smaller than you, he's not a push. He's He's a... Through and through, he's a fisherman, and he looks like he throws nets all day, weighted nets all day. Mm. Um, and you you swear you might have heard someone say something about a 500-pound fish. I don't know. I think it was a 500-pound bear. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, you've heard of my story then. Okay. So what you guys are going to be uh, in this event, you guys are basically doing WWE wrestling, which is mm. equivalent of like real wrestling, also fake wrestling. What do you mean? It's one hundred percent real? Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course it's real. Um, <laughs> we've settled it's uh, any damage you kind of do is based on a D four, and you have some performance points which you can use. Mm -hmm. um, how it kind of works is you could spend those performance points to use special moves, and you can also grapple them to set up special moves. Similar to how wrestling, they stun people and they all idly sit there and spin and wait for an attack to happen. Mm -hmm. This is kind of how this is all fleshed out. So whatever your health is is congruent to you being knocked out in in the ring, basically. Mm -hmm. um, now, Keg Sternly, your opponent here, is also a performer to some extent. So it seems like this dude's been around the block and seems to understand the ring. As you can see, he's like holding his hands up, like "Are you guys ready for Keg?" And then people are like holding their uh, holding their ales up in the air and pouring them into the ring for him, um, cheering on his behalf. It seems to be like one of those hockey-based things where people start throwing things in the ring, so they start throwing their kegs in for him, like mm -hmm. the little. Like little keg cups, we're gonna say little mugs for him. And he's like, "You got nothing on me, man. You got nothing. I'm gonna take you to Pound Town. You're, we're going to Pound Town. Yeah. yeah Guess what? Sure. Destination that ass. 
Okay. Oh, you don't know my signature move. We are going to feel it. I feel like there's something self. here that I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of wrestling is this again? <laughs> You're going to pound town, though. Population two. Soon to be one as I leave you there. <laughs> You're saying very strange things, little man. He's like, hey, did you did you see you have a crowd over there? He points at the two people in the crowd for you. Woohoo, uh, yeah! Ralden, who is very into very specific sports, grab his fucking dick! <laughs> uh, you see, you guys see in a moment as he's turned to look at the two of you cheering for him, someone tossed Keg Sternly a chair. As oh no. Keg Sternly, to the back of your head, hits you down to the ground for the moment into the oh, mud. Shit. Just covering you in mud. And that's how our event's going to start. It's a no-damage thing, but gotcha. he has just blindsided you in the start and put you in the mud. Now you're both covered in mud, ready to go. Lovely. Uh, so right. how this works is it's, it's very similar to a normal fight. We've just added some variable, variable rules of wrestling-based things. So um, we'll try to explain them the best we can as we go. But, um, Adris, we will just roll a normal initiative, and it's going to go back and forth between that. All now, right. if one of you can roll into the initiative as well, and if you guys have an idea, you could try to give him some form of inspiration, varying on the quality of it. It can either help and or hurt him. Help and or distract, we'll say. You could give him performance points back. Uh, that's a two on initiative. <laughs> Got us. Yep. Eight Let's get him out early. Externally is at a 13. All right, I'm going first. So you are 100% going first. Yeah, he yeah. was very slow off the punch. Uh, right before I jump here, let me jump over to Horvick. Horvick, um, you would roll the highest in perception. And this is 100% up to you. You can go join the fighting pit, too. You see, kind of after, this, uh, after the speech as well, you see uh, Twig. Uh, she left your guys' group kind of afterwards, after she was kind of scolded off by Kalan. Uh, and you see she kind of like slumps over and walks upstairs in the corner of the room at the little bookshelf style door, uh, staircase that heads up. And you see she kind of slinks off the, that way trying to be sneaky about it. And just heads up there. Hmm. I'm going to start sneaking that way as well. Okay. You, you don't have to really sneak. No one would know you're coming except for... Okay, well then I'm going to watch. Upstairs. I'm going to follow. Um, you guys just watch Morvik leave for a moment. He just, But also so did... Uh, I give a little salute to Aegis in the pit, and then he gets hit with a chair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as I get hit in the back of my head, you're like, "Oh, hey, well, <laughs> that's that's brutal." Okay, <laughs> I should go. Uh, and then you leave and follow upstairs uh, to Twig, and the in the pit, mm -hmm. you have the initiative. You see, he's just hit you with a chair, and he's like boasting the crowd he's like he can't handle the chair even he can't handle. he tosses it over to the crowd and some person grabs it and goes home with it and uses it to sit on for the rest of their days um, <laughs> it's your turn. i'm gonna go <laughs> try to grapple him and attempt to wrench him okay Ooh. yeah you have to establish the grapple and then yes. on your next turn you could wrench all right so it's an athletics versus his athletic acrobatics. pitiful role <laughs> a 14 18 all right yeah get in you there him immediately as as he's like sort of like raising his hands up in the air to sort of cheer to the crowd, I'll just hook my arms under him no, and pull him towards me. You let go of me right now, Sonny, as he's going to then try to use an escape on his turn. Alright. Oh wow, okay, he got a ten. 
24. 24? Okay, so you, he fails to get out of it. It's now your turn. You can establish a few things here. You can either opt to do a wrench, which will just do damage to him. Uh, he can't do anything about it. You can bludgeon him, uh, which is also just damage and throwing him basically against the wall. And uh, essentially a wrench is where you basically like take an arm or some form of ligament and bend it away. It shouldn't be bent. Whereas mm. a bludgeon is throwing him against the ring and hitting him that way as well. Or like hitting into walls and stuff. I'm going to go ahead and try to wrench this man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can try to wrench him. All right. So it's just damage? You basically, yeah, you free damage here because you don't have to have his armor class because you're grappling him to do All this. Right. So you start wrenching him back. Also, because of my unarmed fighting subclass or unarmed fighting style ability, I get to deal D4 damage at the start of my turn whenever I grapple someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I believe so. So he takes. Four damage. Nice. And that's an additional three. So seven damage total. As I'm just bending his arms in ways they should not be bent. Yeah, that's it. Just kinking his knee onto the floor. Oh, oh God. Okay, yeah. You're bending him back as he's like falling to the ground. He's like, all right, Sonny, you're going down now. As uh, really? at the end of his, uh, end of your turn, at the end of his turn here, sorry, uh, you guys will be able to try to do something. Is after two rounds, I'll let you uh, attempt to help by giving him a performance point or doing some form of benefit. You can use magic here, just not overtly. He goes into a rage. Oh, dang. Um, and he is going to try to break out of the grapple. Here. Oh, boy. Um, That's 17? 20. Okay, all right. He has an advantage on his athletics checks now. Um, he breaks out of your grapple here right now, and then that's basically what he can do with his turn because he went into a rage. Uh, it goes to Plato and Veralden. All right, hit him with the signature Adra's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cast light on his elbows to make him look powerful. <laughs> I will. Uh, both of you roll a. Uh, one of you roll with advantage a performance check to try to give him a performance. Uh, what's your performance? Uh, not that great. Uh, mine's zero. Mine is also zero. How about uh, you roll dice? Yeah, yeah, we'll both roll and like we'll take the higher. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got a seventeen. Okay, we're doing seventeen. <laughs> okay, Adris, you gain a performance point. You now have three. Mm. So you can do more performance based things. Gotcha. Um. Okay. It's now to the top of the round. It is your turn. Hmm. Okay. So if I want to do a performance move, I have to like stun him first. Yeah, you'd want to get him into a stun. You Oof. can try to do a stunning strike straight by just spending a performance point, or you can do it for free if you've already grappled. Gotcha. Him. And then what would that check be? Uh, a stunning strike, basically, you spend the point, mm -hmm. and then he needs to make, you have to hit him, and then he makes a constitution saving throw, um, which is based off your uh, monk key saving throw. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, first I'm going to hit him normally. Okay. Just elbow him straight in the gut. And then see where I go from there. Perfect. That is a 23. Yes. 100% hits. And you're going to try the stunning strike? Uh, just normal damage for just now. Just normal damage? Okay. So it's a D4 plus your strength modifier. Dupe. So that's six bludgeoning. Bang. Okay. So reduced to three. Uh, so he, he's taken a total of 10 damage. And then I'm going to go in for... A, a stunning strike bonus action. Oh, as a bonus action, okay. And hope it hits. Yes. 
That is a... Do I get my hand wrap attack bonus here, or... Yeah, you do get the attack bonus. Okay, so that's going to be 14. 14? Okay. A 14 just hits. Nice. All right. So that's going to be D4 plus 3. Yeah, you do the damage, and then he makes the saving throw. That's 5. 5 damage? All right, I will... Down. All right, so he's taking 13. Yes. Uh, What is your saving throw DC? Saving throw DC is 8 plus proficiency plus wisdom, right? So that's 12. 12. Okay. Okay. So he got 11 on the dice. He has plus Uh, 4 to con, which puts him at a 15. So he passed the saving. So you aren't able to stun him. So basically you you back up and try to knock him off the floor with an arm bar as um, he ducks under it, but you come around with a roundhouse kick that would stun him, but he just like slowly turns his cheek back. Hmm. And he's like, Oh, now you're mine. <laughs> uh, and he is going to then go on his turn to attempt to grapple you. Oh, no. 23. I didn't. I got a lot less than that. Got an eight. <sighs> uh, yeah, he he tries a very tricky play by kicking you in the shin immediately mm. and taking the moment to just grab you in a bear lock. He's like, that's why they call me the Baron. <laughs> Boo. Who's booing Boo. me? Who's he's pulling out? Who's booing me right now? <laughs> As uh, he is going to attempt on his bonus action to do the stunning strike on you, hmm. um, but he's going to do it for free without because he has your grapple. Ah, um, so go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw, and you're trying to beat a thirteen. I don't. Oh. Oh no! Oh boy! He's like, "Who's booing me? Watch this!" And he, uh, he basically ear claps you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes both his hands and slaps him across your ear to daze you as you just kind of hit that spinning pose for a second. <laughs> and he's going to transition in that stun. You go stunned for one round, mm-hmm. and he's going to prepare a what special move on you. He's going to use the uh, moon salt on oh, you. No. Oh man! Oh no! You see, he goes to the edge of the ring and he starts bouncing on a cord and you see he still has to make an attack roll which is made with advantage mm-hmm. but if if it hits it does do that d10 damage plus however high he goes but he's not gonna hit he doesn't have it in him 22 okay he hasn't <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is why they call me the bear as he jumps from the crowd he's right in front of you Plato, and he's just dips his butt right in your face oh god and then he does a front flip forward and his legs come down to lock on your shoulders and hit you to the ground um as you'll take and he's not going to use a performance point to reduce the damage but he's going to hit you pretty hard here for the first big hit uh 12 points of damage i'm not (laughs) but he does take some damage as you get dropped to the ground at the end of the turn at the end of the turn that is his turn you regain your composure here for a second all right um and yeah you have your three performance points go ahead uh, hmm. Don't I only have two now? Because I failed a stunning strike? You did use one, yes, sorry. Yes. All right. Oh, gosh. Mm. The fact that he's raging makes this so much harder. It's ta- He's taken a good amount of damage because he took the damage from the fall, too. All right. Uh, How much damage has he taken? Total? Yeah. 18. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and try to grapple him. You're going to try to grapple him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You can't grapple this. I'm all lathered up in mud. I got a <laughs> 23. That would disagree with that. 22. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> all 
Not good enough. Yeah, yeah, not good enough. Is he tries to lather and move move his way, move himself out of there, but you just hold firm onto him. And um, then I'm gonna use my bonus action to stun him. Okay. Oh yeah, he just he makes the he makes the checker. Yeah. Uh, Let's go, address. Eighteen. Eighteen. You can't uh, stun him for that round. Can he use a key point flurry of blows? Yeah, you try can. stun them again. Yes, you can. Okay. Twelve. That's exactly what you needed. Oh. You basically try to you try your best to get him off. He's like, "It's all conscious here, man. There's no stun for Pink Sternly." Oh, <laughs> As uh, you see, uh, it tra- it goes from your turn to his yes. turn. He's going to try to escape this grapple. The nine. Ten. <laughs> he stays held by you. You hold him in place <laughs> with uh, as it goes through the round, and it will go to you two, Browden and Plato. Yeah, All right, I gotta help. Well, you see, I only have very damaging spells left because I summoned. All, I use all my first level spells on unseen servants, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm kind of. You could upcast one for second level. That's true. Oh, an unseen servant in the ring. Oh, can I un- can I cast unseen servant? Okay, At high level, yeah. Hmm. It doesn't make more. It just has it just just I can just upca- cast it at second level instead of first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna put a an unseen servant like in like a like an all fours position behind kegs. Oh no! So you, so you can like park bench him and like push him over and knock him down and. Oh. Gain some kind of advantage on him. I will give him disadvantage on the stunning saving throw. If, All right. Uh, if you can tabletop him here. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a thing that might... Un- I guess it'll come up still. What are the chances this is run like a boxing match where there's like rounds? Oh, it's not a, It's not rounds. I was going to say, like, what if there's like a, a, a timeout and I could pull Ver- uh, Andrus, Andrew into the corner? <laughs> And give him some pro tips for a hunter's mark. I will say there is a bell. If you can ring it, then you could call the round. But you probably have to let whatever this is go through first. Okay. Okay. So I'll say you make your way to the bell. Yes. <laughs> to call halftime. Yes. In this okay. wrestling match. All right. We transition. All right. Short turn. I get the strange feeling that there's something behind them. There's like a, a tabletop, a very over. muddy figure, very muddy, a muddy what looks like person. Hmm. I'm hey, gonna try. Clo- I'm gonna try clothesline him over it to stun him. Oh, that's so cool! You push him for a second and then go for a clothesline. Go ahead and make a. It's a shove check technically. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you just make a test check here. I got a twenty-two. Oh shit! No, I got a twenty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's done for. I got a twenty. Nope. nope. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, you run in with, you run in, you basically hit him with your arm across, and then he falls back, he's like, I've got a solid, a very solid neck, I don't fall, oh shit, as he falls back and falls over the unseen surface, he's like, what was, what was that, as he hits into the ground, covered in more in mud, uh, and this is an attempt at a stunning strike, mm-hmm. so he'll have disadvantage here because the table pops. Yes. yes. Um, an 11. That yeah! fails! Yeah! He's on the ground like, oh, 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 oh. What do you do? Right, how many points do I have left? You have, you used the one, and then you tried to grapple every other time with yeah. the stone strike, so you have two. Okay. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go up. 
on like one of the posts at the corner of the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just sort of perch there, jump off that onto one of the ropes, and then you step to the wind. <laughs> oh my god! To increase my jump distance. What? The super slash. So my jump distance is doubled. So. Yeah, beforehand I told you that you can only go 20, but I'm So now I can go 40. You're going to jump out of the building and... (laughs) I'm going to jump through the ceiling! (laughs) And people's elbow him... (laughs) 40 feet from the air! Oh my god! And we're going to use two points so I don't take any damage. Oh no! The address elbow! (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, son. (laughs) Okay, so that's 4d6 plus 1d10 plus your your strength modifier. You have to hit... But he stuns that you have advantage. Okay. If you miss this, <laughs> you are stunned. Uh, that's a twenty. Nice. Oh, oh he's done. This oh, guy's no. done for. He's done. Like, God, do it to him. Oh no. That is so over for you this guy. Know. So forty-six he plus takes a D ten. Damage, but I don't know that. <laughs> forty-six plus one D ten. Yes. Plus your strength modifier. All right. That's 5, 11, 14, 15, 17. That's 20 damage. <laughs> oh my god. Address finish. Yeah. <laughs> As. Oh shit. I just. Before I jump up, I just look him directly in the eyes and he says, Here's your trip to Pound Town. As he jumps 40 feet into the air in a streak of lightning, as he crashes down like a thunderbolt directly on to his back. The crowd is silent <laughs> as you jump up and you guys just see the ceiling above. He ripples through it in the sky from off in the distance. Uh, Ithquant, you you see what appears to be a strike of lightning from afar, <laughs> and you see it crack down on top of the uh, of the meat house, and then you see it just crack again as you then turn in the air address and pile drive down with your ba- your uh, elbow pointed with light glistening off of this <laughs> as you come down crashing through and you land directly on this man's back. As the crowd is silenced, and you and Veralden, you make it to the bell. Is there a splash, like a splash zone from the mud? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There's 100 percent a splash zone from the mud. There's no Just... mud left in the fucking pit. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the crowd. I, I'm ringing the fucking bell though. <laughs> everyone in the crowd yeah. is drenched in mud as you. This man's back concaves. It looks like a reverse break the bat as his Batman's back went down. This guy's back and whole. His legs and his head go up oh, as you concave him into three feet into the ground as he just sinks and the room is silent. As you see one guy on the other side of uh, Peg Sternley's side slowly walks over to your guys' side and he's like <laughs> passing Brown and he's like, Yeah, man, I was sleeper pick. I was, I, I knew I should have cheered for him. Yeah. I, <laughs> all right. That's what happens when you wrestle like two bears at once. You learn to do shit like that. As the crowd just goes wild cheering for you. I'm just gonna, in the silence afterwards, slowly stand up, look towards the crowd, scan the room, and just raise both my arms in the air. Yeah! yeah! Fuck yeah! Start cheering miscellaneous. Everyone in the crowd cheers. Yeah! Let's fucking go! <laughs> Thank you for being the crowd, everyone. <laughs> We have to do that for each other now, I realize, because if not, I have to go find weird crowd animated noises.
Hello um, there, crowd. We're going to immediately hard cut from there. And, That's and like, fair. As someone just pulls up, uh, someone just immediately runs up with a can of orange light and starts giving you a beer shower. Uh, <laughs> as the chiropractor. <laughs> uh, you're, you're cheered as the chiropractor. That is your new wrestling name. Cool. <laughs> Uh, as Keg Sternly will probably suffer some uh, painful conf- uh, consequences for his actions in the morning when he has to race. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is a racer? <laughs> this is a leader oh my of God. an executive yeah. of the fishing company. Oh, no. Right on. We're going to say he- he'll have just bad back pain for- <laughs> forever. He's not forever. If anything, he'll just complain about it during the race. The chiropractor, <laughs> executor of executives. <laughs> yeah. Executive Dark Souls boss health bar appears. The ex- the executive order. We hard cut over to Ithquant Lenny. Ithquant, you have finagled your way, and I say finagled very loosely. Strolled. Uh, you just strolled <laughs> right on in. You see the Baron's Manor. It is certainly locked up in comparison. It's if you broke an entering there, you know rules would be broken, but you know where you're going. Noting the lightning uh, bolt in the sky, I, Ithquan just goes, huh, I guess someone's been smited. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> walks into a, a greenhouse shed. Yeah, you walk up there, the door is locked. Um, Like, is there a locket? It's just like a classic lock on there. I'm going to break it with the pommel of my blade. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> just slash, go and make, a, uh, make an attack roll. Attack roll, all right. A ten. 10. Okay. You, it takes you a few times. You hit it, and you're like, hmm, it's probably a good lock. Uh, it seems like they spent a good amount of money on this lock. As you hit it, probably 10 or so over time, but no one's really coming to watch at this point what you're doing. Um, if, so eventually you're able to break it off. It just takes a little longer than you expected. And open the door, and you see in there, there you see the what you guys presume to be the uh, logging guild's part. Yes. Um, are there any tools about? Because it's a shed. Yeah, no, there's gardening tools and stuff like that. Cool. Anything that looks like heavy. Oh like... yeah, no, plenty of heavy. I mean, okay, okay, cool. I'm going to take it. I'm going to use them to disalign the uh. Alignment. Ac- yes, the axle. Oh, mess the... with the alignment of the cart. Correct. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. So you basically find basically a bucket that was filled with rocks, but they're like decorative rocks, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like. Find a big one in there and just walk up to a uh, walk up to the, where the cart's uh, turning, basically axle mark are turning, and you just start hitting it repeatedly. Um, go ahead and make like a athletics check for just kind of like screwing up with their alignment. Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah, you you fuck it right up <laughs> as. Uh, you basically take this rock and just when their cart should go left, it's, it goes right. <laughs> As uh, you spend a little bit of time, you work up a sweat kind of breaking this and then you're like that's probably pretty much as destructive as you could be at that point with that. Very happy with myself. I'm going to uh, uh, go ahead and uh, and leave and I think I'll start making my way down towards the um, the fishing docks or the fishing storehouses if I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you were called humming, the last one upriver a little bit. Humming and beating my tail to the rhythm of that lovely childhood song that uh, lives or in free in Ithquan's head. Yeah. You 
you get just outside of it and you're humming and stuff mm-hmm. and make a perception check. Six. Six. Okay. Yeah, you just start walking up to the building. Um, the song's taking full pleasure in your head as you walk up to the door. This one's not locked. <laughs> as you walk on inside the building and you are greeted, there's like four people here from the fishing company. Perfect. Well, one guy looks at you and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Why? Because this is our cart. Yes, it is. We're trying to fix the fucked up wheels. What do you mean? They're perfectly circular. Yeah, but you, you gotta see? look at them at this angle. I, I gotta look at them at that angle. You see the square wheels. Mm, yeah, seems like an issue. Anyways, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Uh, that's not how it worked. We we saw you. You can't be here. No. All right, we'll go get you DQ'd. What does that mean? Disqualified. Hmm. How fast are you? There's four of us. How fast are all of you? Well, he's a—he's actually a uh, wood elf. He runs at 35. <laughs> all right, I'll go for him first. I'm going to... Um, and he's a tabaxi. He runs a lot. Subdue them. You're going to try to subdue them? Yes. Okay. Um, roll an initiative. They are at 18. I'm at a 15. Okay. Um, they're going to try to counter subdue you. That's fine. And, uh, you see they, uh, the first person throws a net at you. Okay. What, uh, what am I doing? A 19 to hit. That's gonna hit. Okay. They restrain you with a net. And, uh, they're going to pull out clubs to start hitting you (laughs) unconscious. Is this good? Is this what you wanted? Yes. Are you happy? No. I'm very happy. Um, well, one guy pulls out a big rock. Um, a 20 to hit with the first one. 15? Mm-hmm. Is that hit? No. Okay. An 18? Hit. Okay. Uh, and I'll roll damage for it. Uh, Six damage mm-hmm. and nine damage mm-hmm. as uh, two of them hit you, one with a big rock and one with a club. I was like, it's, you, you know what? You just you give up now and go. You're sending it down river. Okay. They're all in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to breath weapon. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Kill them. How about this? Can they not instantly die? That. Because I can heal people. You are still blasting them with radiant light. But like death saving throws. <laughs> you want, I can no, only... I, don't do more than eight damage. Okay. I still would like to ferociously not... Or to, to drop down the, the damage dice. So so I have the chance of not just murdering them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what is okay. the saving throw? And The dex. It's pretty high, okay. so I'm not too worried about it. Or, like, I'm not too worried about... Everyone, what are you rolling? A d20 for the dexterity save. Yeah, what are they rolling? Oh, an 8, a oh. 9, 13? A pass. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, there's one more. A 9. Okay, two passes, one fail. Or two passes, two fails. All right. Um, oh, I did just take this. So the passes take three damage. 
Okay. The fails take six. Oh, they're dying. I'm aware. <clears throat> um, what the fuck? Dude, stop! Was the net be intact? No, I don't think so. Because um, the net will also take damage, but... Yes. It doesn't take a slashing damage, so... The net is intact somehow. Okay. Fishing nets. <laughs> yeah. They're good nets. The net's fine. I don't see what you're worried about. You see two people on the ground dying. They're weaker than a net. They actually are, though, but, like, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Uh, yeah, now they try to really try to hurt you. Oh, don't do that. I can't hit, I can't help them if you hurt me. 21? 21, yeah, that'll hit. And 18, again. That'll also hit. And the two people are going to make death saving throws. I can't help them if you hurt me. Well, you, you got to promise not to hurt our cart. Listen, if you kill these people, you guys are 100% disqualified. Fine. We gotta have your word. I pro- I promise it won't hurt the cart. Or anything on the cart? Or anything on the cart. After that, they stop, and they're like, help them, as the other guys make the death saving throws. I don't get my turn. I forgot, they would have made the death saving throws He's, right then. Oh, I, I thought they already did. I forgot. Uh, there we go. Uh, one pass one. Heal the fail one first. Okay. And then, uh, the next round, the guy won't die, so you heal them a few hit points. When they get their one. <laughs> uh, hit point, and uh, they get up, and they're like, dude, you gotta understand, man, that's not the name of the game. Like, we caught you, you can't come fuck with our cart. I wasn't fucking with your cart. What are you doing, then? Fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, and did you know what? Why? Because then you can't race. You don't take out the players? Did anyone teach you the rules? No. <laughs> I was specifically told to not kill. Okay, so if, like, you don't hurt people before the race, it's not in the spirit. Hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, so then you get your win by doing whatever it is you do. Yes. Because they can't walk. Correct. That's not how it works. It's subtle breaking of cards. Subtle. You were not subtle about that. You almost, you almost killed him. I mean, you almost killed me. Oh, it's good. To, yeah, good job, guys. We can protect the car. <laughs> one of them high fives another one. No, it's not a compliment. As uh, you, uh, they're kind of like, all right, you gonna be off now? Taking the net. No, you're not taking our net. But I want the net. No, you can't have the net. But I want it. That's not how it works. Do you have money? Actually, I mean, no, but... <clears throat> then no, you can't have the net. Hmm. This, we are a business, and he kind of like pulls the net off you. We are a business still. Do you want to buy the net? No. All right. He gestures to the door. What? <clears throat> what was that? <clears throat> are you, you going? Yeah. All right. Then out of here. <laughs> one of them like opens the door yep. or do you leave yeah okay close the door behind you are the boxes outside uh yeah there's a couple of like crates I'm going to move them all in front of the door I don't care in, the boxes will be there so, it's like from inside it's like what is he doing 
And then from from moments after you move all those boxes and start leaving, like you hear the door open and it just guys like, oh well, that's mature. <laughs> well, that's mature. Oh, big dragonborn coming here, move some boxes. But it was. <laughs> As we'll jump back from there to. I would, I want to head home and start prepping something. Head home to prep a spell. The barn. The barn. The bar- yes, the okay. barn. Okay, so you head over to the stables. And we'll jump in that. Uh, Orvik. That's me. It is you. You followed upstairs. Quick. As you follow up the stairs and get up to the top steps, uh, you see a couple rooms look to be occupied by patrons and such. And um, there is a door open about halfway down um, that you had followed into, falling into decently quick. You see Twig had walked into that room and just seems, didn't close the door or anything, but just seems to have headed in there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna ding-dong ditch one of the doors with patrons inside, and then run into the room with the open door. I like the idea that there is a doorbell something. <laughs> you just ring the little bell at the front, like, ding-ding-ding-ding, and then person, like, and then run into the room with Twig, and a guy walks out, and he's like, What?! Who did it this time? <laughs> <laughs> and you walk inside and you kind of see Twig has gotten on a little chair and she's kind of looking out the window. And um, as you kind of enter, you just hear her. I mean, you weren't very subtle because you just ding-donged to someone and ran into the room. And did you close the door? Or? Oh, yeah. I like back up against the door. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, yeah, Twig kind of looks around, and uh, you see she's got a little bit of a tear in her eye. Why, why, why'd you come here, Borfic? Well, what's the matter, we one? She wipes her tear off real quick. Nothing! Nothing's a matter. It's... All right. I wasn't doing oh, anything. Oh, sure, sure. What I are you doing up here? if anyone was going to the stable. And is the coast clear? For now it is. There's someone walking along the river, but... Mm. Well, keep a lookout. That's a good plan. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Uh, why are you up here? Oh, I've seen plenty of fights. No interest in watching another one. I know Adris gotten in the bag. There's a large crash in the room as you see Adris fly up through the floor and then just fly back down through as so, she's just staring at it too. What did I tell you? I get... She looks through the hole <laughs> as Andrew just crashes down on someone. You start hearing the name Chiropractor being chanted. Mm. Uh, well, I just... I mean, I'm just a little nervous about tomorrow. It's the first time I've been a captain for something. Nervous? Yeah. That's understandable. There's going to be a lot going on. Well... You know, I mean, if, if I don't drive the cart right, then, I mean, we lose, and then... Sure. Then if I, I don't, don't push get... the cart fast enough, we lose. I guess that's fair. But I just... It just feels like there's a lot of pressure, and I don't know if I've contributed enough, even though it was my cart, my team, and I put it up all, up all together, like the A-team. I'm going to say anyone who can dedicate enough time to dig that many pit traps to defend their cart has got the mental fortitude that it's going to take to win this race. Oh. Thanks, Borovic. I mean, what I said earlier about my 
parents, too. It's just... Well, my... My dad was drafted into the new army they're making, and I just... I was hoping he'd come back by now. Mm. And they... I mean, they haven't. No, he hasn't yet, but... You know, when, when mom left and she went off and just what, never mind, it's whatever. Um, let, let, let me tell you a story. My mother stole and murdered people for a living. Oh, oh. And one day when I became too much of a problem, she tried to murder and steal from me. And then a dragon burned her alive Are you- in town. I don't remember where I was going with this story. But everyone's got problems. <laughs> so and sometimes you have to go off and fend for yourself for a little while. I just, it feels like it's been a long time and I'm 13. It's, I mean, she's been gone for... And now you've got us. Oh, is that what, is that? Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, um, I didn't know that's what that was. Um, Me neither, but it seemed to s- sum up the whole thing quite nicely, so... Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I just... My... When the mind fog came in and my mom went away, it's just I thought I heard her whispering about it. And then I... What did she say? She was... It sounded like she was trying to talk to my... Talk to my dad. Mm. And... And there's been a few nights in the past few nights that when I was sleeping up in the bed with Crud that we I I could have sworn I heard her telling me to come to her but I don't quite have the intelligence or wisdom to understand what that would mean but I think you should tell it to some of the other members of the party just feels like there's these voices in my head I have never had good experiences with that. Um, (laughs) Hypothetically, are they telling you to send children away? Well, I guess I am a child and it's telling me to come here. Mm, Yeah, I would ignore that for now. Mm, 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 mm. Don't, don't, just stay here for now. All right? Okay. Okay. We'll talk to Plato about it. I'm sure he has some good ideas. Yeah, I... I probably would have told him everything at first, yeah. He's very he seems like I could open up to him really well. And Bookie's another one. Bookie seems knows. like I can really tell them everything and they just would listen. Solid man. Solid man. Um, so your parents died too? Adopted parents, but yes. Oh, they're the ones that tried to kill you? Hmm. Well that's I guess you were adopted. Not to demonize it at all step parents. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> well, I um, mean, do you know who your real parents are? Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't know I was adopted until a month or two ago. Oh. So, still kind of fresh. <clears throat> I mean, that's two months. I mean, a little time to sit on it, isn't it? So, anyone coming <laughs> down on the street there? <laughs> stable still clear. Um. Oh, uh, she looks back to the window and she's like, I think I can see. And she kind of gestures off and you guys can see like 
How are you walking back? Are you still in a happy and chipper mood as you're walking back along the river? I really don't like the rules of this game. <laughs> are you so um, because they're watch? She's watching you walk down the river right now. What does she see and define to uh, you walk? There's a lot of smoke being puffed. <laughs> maybe I, maybe even some radiant flames. I think there's a fire out there. You see that? I do. It's not a fire, but we should still probably go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might become one eventually. Uh, okay. So, I cannot ignite objects on fire. Yes. And also, apparently, I can't break rope. <laughs> but I can kill someone. The power of radiance is just not fire. That or these nets are hella good. I mean, they have more hit points than the humans do. That's so. true. That's true. They do. Ah, uh, Yes. I like. I do. It's like gonna the break me. That I do like the idea that your character does have to watch his own strength, or he will murder people <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> More importantly, why are the ropes stronger than the people? I can kill someone before I can kill that rope. They're really good ropes. <laughs> They're good nets. They have more hit points. They're well, good well, nets. It's braided spider silk. It's braided spider The two of you, uh, Twig and Borvik, uh, head downstairs and. Uh, as you guys get down there, you see essentially some of the areas have dispersed a little bit. People have head, headed out, looks like, if anything, snuck out and stuff. However, um, you see the the new champion of the fighting pit. Um, there is a there is a bunch of people like actually fawning over Address right now, um, like offering him drinks and bringing him different things. And Browden and Plato, you've had a couple drinks with Address now or already. And you know he does not handle his alcohol well, and they're handing him a lot of like alcohol you haven't even seen this shit before. Address is used to kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> that is the heaviest so stuff muscle. he has drank until like three months ago. <laughs> yes, water upsets his stomach. Also, um, to uh, celebrate his new nickname, he's offering to pop people's backs. <laughs> yeah, people are lined up. <laughs> Beautiful. Just like all right, turn them. around, cross your arms, breathe deep in, and. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and, and you could see he actually, to make a fair point with Keck sternly, he, he congratulates. He's like, oh, there you go. You know, it was a good fight we had there, man. It's all it's all talking the field yes, no, you would. Wonderful fight. Would you uh you mind? Oh, us? yes, of course, of course. And you uh pop his uh pop it back. He's like, oh, man, that's just that's just the spot right there. I could go for a lay down on the couch over there. Yeah, he goes and he lays down. He like dad sleeps on the couch. He's like snoring immediately. Like, oh, shoot. I like that guy. Really bad nasal problems. (laughs) The three of you are standing there enjoying the moment. What are the two of you doing? Uh, Veralton remembers that he doesn't like crowds. Now that, like, the adrenaline of a sport he actually cares about (laughs) has uh, died out. So he, like, immediately returns to the hermit in the corner. (laughs) You go hermit in the corner of the room. That is beautiful. (laughs) As you're sitting down watching, you see several different merchants from about the town, and um, uh, you see uh, the baron of the area um, advising with his uh, council. There's three other members there, uh, an elven woman and two uh, two other council members, of uh, one of them being a baxi and the other one being a dwarf. Um, he seems to keep a very diversified council. Yeah. Uh, as seeing you just uh, ponder in this corner away from the crowd, he uh, looks back and he's like, you know, I didn't really uh, ask for the title as it was, just thrown upon me, and I have to talk to people like this. The uh, Baird? Yeah. 
And just for clarification, tabaxis are cat people. Okay, uh, that's tabaxi, what I sorry, are like humanoid cat people. Uh, they don't do like the anime like Nico shit. But... <laughs> Kawaii, <laughs> Kawaii, like desu, desu. humanoid cats. <laughs> and not... in their sentences. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, they are not palicos. No, yeah. But but they are palicos. Like for, I mean, they're tall, but proportionally wise, they're normal people. But they just have fur and look facially like cats. They shit in boxes. And they have the claws. <laughs> no. They're also really good at climbing. Yes, they are. They are good at that. Really fast. They got claws and the stuff. great mail scandal. A bunch of uh, tabaxi shit boxes were mailed out on accident. Oh, <laughs> oh god! No. You guys definitely got one at your village. I don't. I don't want to know. Um, and it, it was the Baron talking, right? Yes, it was the Baron talking. Uh, can you just? Yeah. I didn't really ask for crowds like this. It was kind of thrown upon me. I understand. Yeah. So, you know, races are pretty cool. Yeah, thank thank you. Uh, I mean, it's tradition at this yeah. point. Um, I've been doing these races for as long as I've sat in my stead. A few years now. But uh, if you haven't... You're, you're new to them, then. Yeah, just kind of strolled in. I did have a question, though. I heard something about fo- brain fog, fog, thoughts or something. You see uh, one of the council members kind of like uh, leans over to him and whispers. Would you like to perception to try to listen? Oh, yeah. Easily. Or potentially easily. It's easily. on the side of your ear that's trimmed off a little bit. No. Easily is it like I easily like would make the decision to listen to this, but like <laughs> I'm going to roll bad, so... Yep. So that's a five. <laughs> what's their stealth? Huh? I said, what's their that's stealth? That's fair. I probably should roll how quiet they're being with um, their whispering. <laughs> oh, no. So they're actually whispering at a three. So it's a very awkwardly Get loud conversation. Fucked. It's <laughs> the tabaxi. Urgently kind of lean over and put his all up and whisper into the ear of Ron. Sir, we... Yeah. We've got this under control, as we know, as you know, you're with your paperwork, you're busy often uh, dealing with uh, taxes and people trying to spy on your sovereignty. Um, I think that it's about the buying power of this town. It's under control. We've we've got the ability. He's like, whatever you want. Yeah, but what is it? No, they're just whispering this right yeah, now. No, and, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what is it? That was the question: is what is it? Not. It's it's a bunch of council member deliberation. So he's like actually like explaining that to. Uh, he's just telling the Lord basically what's going on with it right now. The Lord seemingly yeah. knows what it is. He's like, and he then Kalan um, chimes in uh, uh, back to you, and he's like, "The mind fog. It's uh, reportedly." Something to do with people wandering out to our forest after losing a sense, hearing stuff, and then wandering out to the forest and not coming back. It's happened on the other side of the town, which our eastern side, which unfortunately, due to my work, I cannot get to that side often. But I do have some of my best council members working on it, and the immortal guard is in charge on that side of the uh, on that side of the waters. So if you wish to hear more about how exactly what is going on with it, then you could probably deliberate 
with once one of our captains or the squad leader of the Immortal Guard. Uh, his name is Deacon, Deacon Ebhoff. Uh, you should have a post uh, up on the other side where you can find their barracks if you would like to confirm more about the mind fog. But from what I've been told, it is all seemingly under control. Very well. I, I understand you are on Quig's team, and yes, her mother was one of the early victims to this mind fog. So I can understand that while it does seem rather prevalent, you don't just scourge a disease immediately if you can't. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Does the fog sound like anything? I do, because like forests, you know, forest creatures I might have heard of. Forest creatures that create fog? Yeah, like like some kind of shenanigans. Uh, You can roll, I'll let you roll a nature check. I think I'm actually good at those. Wow, no I'm not. <laughs> so that's a four. Yeah, no, you don't know shit about this. Yeah, I... <laughs> you, you don't... You can't even think of the faintest of idea of things that create fog other than you when you put the right ingredients together and throw them on yeah. the ground. It could be you! <laughs> I I would hope not. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> since it's called this mind fog, no one has presently said they've seen fog, though. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. So, it might not be of the source that you know. It's clearly affecting people's minds. Okay. Um. Well, shit. You know, I'll just, I could just leave you to your sulking if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he's like, I'll deliver again. And he gets back to talk to this council again. Um, can I listen in on it? Just for the sake of... Yeah, you can kind of listen in, and what you'll largely get out of it um, is mostly they're actually talking about their opinions on some of the racing teams tomorrow. All right, all right. So um, hearing some of it, um, you hear him start talking about a couple of the teams, and uh, you hear him mention a couple of the names of the locations of some of the some of the carts. He's like, the loggers certainly left their carts back in the regions again. I told him it's not advisable to do so, but they were very confident in this year once again. Now, while the fishers have them on the outskirts of town, I pretty sure most teams know where Twigs is, Twigs is hidden, uh, as it's in the stable. But uh, who do you guys think is going to be the first one viewed as a cheater? And you see a couple of council members like, well, Twigs' team is pretty new. They they don't really know the whole thoroughfare of every every point of the sides of this game. Uh, so they might get themselves disqualified at some point during the race. But uh, I do know that uh, RLL, Rocklock Light, they don't look like they're probably going to be doing the uh, most honorable tactics anyway. Ever since they got ranked as that number two beer in Orn, they've really been really been taking it uneasy. So this is, seems to be like a very slash down market campaign. I, I bet if they win, they're going to just take all of it to slash it for them. So I'm not really confident. In this one. And uh, you, that's basically, you get a bunch of stuff like that. Um, meanwhile, you're about halfway back, and um, you hear the faintest of a bell. I run. Also, uh, Twig, Borovic, also you hear that bell, as you guys were also headed back. Now, Plato and Address, mm-hmm. you're cracking backs. Yes. <laughs> You're you're just sauntering and enjoying your spotlight at the current moment. Yeah. 
basically fine. I'm kind of just in that position of, oh, I guess I have to take all the stuff people are giving me. Oh, why do I feel weird now? <laughs> yeah, as you're taking every drink, that's like, it's like that scene in, <laughs> odd reference, it's like that scene in The Grinch where <laughs> Jim carries The Grinch, where he is sitting on the pile of, uh, basically in the chair, and they're all handing him like the spoonfuls mm-hmm. of, of different... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, no more, no yeah. more. Just the mob of... Yeah. And they're like, oh, try this figgy pudding. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and they're just handing you different forms of liquor in this way. <laughs> That's an awesome connection. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should be fixed. Yes. In your mind of minds. Um, in your mind of minds, that's how you should see it. Um, Plato, you're, you're sitting down watching, kind of enjoying it. You, it's fun to see Adris get, uh, Adris get drunk pretty fast. <laughs> As um, every once in a while, you can see he just like sits a drink to the side, and you're able to fish it off, um, <laughs> and keep it for yourself. As you're kind of standing there, um, enjoying yourself, a uh, voice from behind you kind of interjects, "A friend of the winners, are you?" I turn around. Uh, yes, that's my best friend. You see, uh, there's a sharp-nosed <laughs> elf with this pale skin and very sunken eyes. Just looks like he's very tired. Oh. Um, he has this long silk ebony hair, super classic, mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings style elf, super pale skin, sunken eyes because he's tired. But most elves don't look tired, so he's <laughs> um, he's got this savory cream jerkin on and bright white doublet combo. Looks like he's dressed very nicely. Um, and uh, as he kind of uh, well, um. I guess let me keep myself straightforward. You're you're with the group uh, Twigs Card, right? Yeah, yeah. I, with the faintest idea, I couldn't. I I was wondering why, and I I I should have approached sooner, maybe before you all seem to have mysteriously dispersed. Uh, I say that, but it seemed like some people made their leaving very prominent. That uh, the pure scale in your group, the Dragonborn. Hmm. How did you come across it? born in the, down here in the south well that's the thing uh you don't find them they find you it seems oh is, is that how it works uh, I, they were very when my travels they were very reclusive at least from what i understand this is the uh, he's the opposite of reclusive he is uh quite proud well put a word to it. i reclusive in the manner yes but no not there might not be a single dragonborn especially a pure skill that isn't proud of course and if they are it's it's more sad than anything. There's some kind of hierarchy that I don't exactly understand, but yeah, it's honestly, it is probably more trouble than it's worth to some extent. <laughs> what is your name? I'm Plato. Hannes. Oh, um, and I, I, I hate to deter from our talking from each other, but you're also traveling with one of it's a Hildorf, right? Yes. I I could see just the on the way he uh, on his step is he. Missing one of his toes? Oh, you you can spot the, the missing toe walk that he kind of does? It's unanimous amongst the Malbaldrum dwarves. Really? Yeah, so most dwarves, there's a clan there that they are all missing this third toe. It's cut off at birth, actually. Um, but it's their lineage. I don't know what the tradition involves more than anything. But... The third toe is removed, and it is very symbolic to their culture. So, and what are, what kind of dwarfs are these? What do you? What is it a hill dwarf? Just a hill dwarf? Yeah. 
Huh. Well, I mean, there's a clan, of course. What's what's the name of their clan? Faintest idea, remember? No. Oh, but I'm just more interested as more interested to understand how you're traveling with a dragonborn, pure scale, <laughs> and a hilldorf of Val Valdrum. And I don't. I saw your other friends, but I'm pretty sure one's one of those is a collapsed member. Yeah, we have That's quite an interesting, diverse spread there. It's a uh, quite the crew. I could. I might take some time. I could maybe make some of uh, our group make a little bit more sense. But um, yeah, it's quite the interesting boiling pot, if you will. <laughs> a boiling pot of... Yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, are you free? How, how do you mean? I have a free soul. I, I feel pretty free-spirited. No, free for like drinks or something. Uh... Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool hanging out here. I don't want to stray too far from my my team. I got a big race tomorrow. I don't want to be, you know. Oh no, of course I'm not participating. I'm I'm sponsoring it, so I just. Oh really? Yeah, wanted to get to know more about some of the races I haven't been familiar with. Oh, like an interview or something? Uh, if you want to call it an interview, I'm not really going to advertise it anywhere. It's um, it's more so I just wanted to get to know you guys if you're going to come back again. Oh, okay. Um, you could bring any of your friends if you'd like, but um, it could be more of a one-on-one if you'd like. Hmm. Also. I'm going to kind of scan, uh, okay. You're gone. No, I'm not there, but is this gone. a bard? Is he a bard? Yeah, is Tannis a bard? No. Oh. Sort of groggly waves towards Plato. Okay. okay, he looks like he's having fun. I'll let him do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him bask Everyone in his glory. Is, no, actually, no, for Alan, um, sitting in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, he's probably doing his own thing. I feel like. <laughs> Um, sure, I'll, I'll I'll tag along. Looks like everybody's se- settling down at the fort help. here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you help him? No, he's so many. He looks like he's having a great time. Classic ages. Here, have this cider. It's really heavy. Really <laughs> It's 30% alcohol cider. I don't know it's what just that syrup. means. <laughs> it's like kombucha. It's, it's like, <laughs> this one tastes like kombucha. Oh, it does, do, does it now? It does. Oh, just oh, down it. oh okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's like going kombucha. in. Oh, that's what. Oh, oh, oh. Play-Doh. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's drink this apple Brown. cider vinegar. It's really good at cleansing. Brown work. <laughs> Take a quick chug. Brown. What? More of it. You see him struggle busting. <laughs> Uh, I'm step in. Uh, yeah, you see a bunch of people trying to hand stuff, and uh, all right, all right, all right. Back, right. Let's let's back. take yeah, it down. Yeah. It's late. Let's all. Do you take note now that a lot of the people handing him drinks are on other teams? Yeah, Rod, Rod, you on your back, fucked? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, head back to the yeah, stable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm a bring uh, Adris back to the the stable. Okay, yeah. that's understandable. You uh, you had him on the shoulder. You heard the bell ringing. Twig and Borovic also heard the bell ringing. I'm dashing over there. Okay. What about you and Twig? Um, how far are we from the wrestling bar? Uh, you both technically have to take the ferry across to the other side. Gotcha. So we got to get across. So we're not across the river yet? No, you're not okay. across the river yet. You just have to wait for the ferryman. He's like, hang on, I'm going. Cool, but how far are we from the, the bar that we left, the wrestling place? Are we like right outside? Are we 
It's about a, it's about a hundred feet away from the docks. Okay, cool. I'm gonna use minor illusion to cast a screaming sound that screams. They're at the stable. Oh, who are you casting that towards so they hear it? I'm um, just towards the. It's only got a range of like thirty feet that I can cast it away from myself. Okay, but I just as loud as I can. Okay, yeah, you're basically projecting your voice yeah. with it. Okay, yeah. You're making this illusion, this illusionary Yeah, but just noise. towards where I know yeah, Plato and Adris. Uh, I'll say realistically, yeah, Veralden and uh, Adris, in your drunken state, um, mm. are able to probably hear this. You might have been walk- walked away from this point. Too. Oh, uh, and But yeah, and then start running towards you are You are completely drunk, too. Mm, that's what I I cast that to yeah, alert absolutely. them and then I'm I'm running. Um, I'd like to to pull out a little a little elixir, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, cast cure wounds on, <laughs> on uh address being drunk. Oh, okay. You're trying to try to sober them up with yeah. Um yeah, you pull out a t- a tincture of like a turmeric root with a bunch of uh Probably really gross, normally gross stuff like yeah. that don't belong in a. It's really a sober me up potion. Yeah, it's a shit. What's it called? Something oyster, prairie oyster. It's a prairie oyster. Just keep one in my back pocket, you know. And you you hand it to him. I've already had enough to drink, but I guess I. <clears throat> what is this? Uh, well, it's egg. <laughs> I forget the rest, honestly. It's, <laughs> I, all I remember was the egg. <laughs> and I guess there's an oyster in it. There is a raw well, egg that's in the there. Egg. Ah. It's, it heals him and will say it sobers him up a little bit. To where yeah, you won't have disadvantage on any like attack rolls or anything, but, right. but probably like walking straight. Like If you need to do an athletics or acrobatics check, it'll be a disadvantage. Okay. Also, can you roll to heal me? Yes. Because oh, I have been... Oh, you took I damage. Got, uh, I forgot. Moon salted. <laughs> He did it. 1d8 plus 3. Where is the d8? Hi. 6, 7, 8, 9. You heal 9. Back at a reasonable number. Alright, okay. Stables, stables, run, go. Yes, the four of you begin to run back towards the stables. And as you get there, you guys smell a very disgusting stench. A putrid scent of like sulfur and burning hair. Uh, it hits your nostrils. And, and if you haven't smelled burning hair before, it's very bad. But the combination with sulfur, which is just like raw man, so the smell, doesn't really pair well. As um, you guys see just outside the stable, there is um, hay that appears to be matted up, almost as if like there is something inside of it. It sizzles a little bit. But by the time of even running over there by you, it's dissolved. Mm-hmm. But it still appears to be this matted up uh, thing on the ground. Like the hay itself is just all congealed a little bit together, but it starts to like crumble off. The hay itself is, by this point, also just like blackened, turning to dust. So there's something like in the hay or? A small clump outside the door, but you can definitely hear from the inside. Servants, the unseen servants... Who are all very seen. I said, who are all very seen. Who are all very seen are going kind of haywire. One's ringing the bell. Another one just seems to be hitting the the broom it had into the cart so you can hear it louder. And one of them is just swinging basically the ladder ladder up to the upper portion of the loft back and forth to make more noise. They're basically making, they're hooping in a holler. Oh, wow. What about Crud? Is the cart? You don't hear anything from Crud. That's not good. Is the cart fine? 
the cart appears to be fine the moment you guys pull open the doors. Okay. However, when you also also when you open the doors, you get a little bit more of a sight to it as um, more on the ground here. You see this uh, these piled up congealed piles of what looks like this reddish goo on the ground, and you see it sizzling and disappearing very fast. But you see um, it looks like this bile liquid on the ground, and it's dissolving, sizzling, and creates this seems to be giving off this smell with that smoke. Um, you guys see Crud on the ground, on the floor, uh, of lower floor, and he is staring up at the ceiling blankly. And you guys see there, you can see the whites of his eyes are glazed over in this white, uh, this white light almost in them. And uh, he appears to have this really nasty looking rash on his leg. Um, he, although he doesn't, he seems very to be, to be very despondent. He doesn't seem to be re- responding to the fact you guys walked in here. Uh, Twig immediately is just like, Crud! As she runs over there. Going to pick up Crud. Absolutely. You run over uh, and pick up Crud. The rash, does it look like it's a burn? It does kind of look like a burn. Going to take him to the river and just dunk him in the river. Like, not dropping him, but like submerging him in the water. Yeah. The... To try to get off any whatever splashed on him. Absolutely. You run off with, uh, you and Twig run off and begin dipping him in the river. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, hmm. Looking around for any uh, threats. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, What's under the pile check. of hay? What is? What's under the hay? You do you want to put your hands in the pile? I'll that's use mixed with this hay. Oh, I'll. I have a ten foot pole. <laughs> hey. you, protrude, you pull out the ten foot pole as it pops out of your guys' little bag, and you poke at the pile. And as you do, you feel a sizzle on the end of your ten foot pole. Mm-hmm. As you pull it up and look at that sizzle, it's got a little bit of that gunk on there. And it looks like it's burned the nub of your 10-foot pole. It's now a 9-foot and 11-inches pole. Uh, you can change that on your character sheet, of course. Oh, I hope that never... I don't think that'll come up. Definitely not. <laughs> it's 10 feet away. Oh, no! <laughs> Good thing our arms aren't an inch long. Uh, yeah. Is it, like, on the cart moving towards the cart? or It's all... What that little pile that's sizzling, it's going away very fast. It's under the cart, very precariously by where you guys had that... You guys know where the storage area is. Uh, address that end push yes. I'll pull it alright we'll do you push it out and you see there's more of this gunk stuff and it's sizz- it's finishing sizzling away right here but it definitely whatever it is is the the actual cover to where the under this undercroft area is is still closed and you guys if I remember correctly you guys closed it mm-hmm. and I don't know if you locked it I don't think you locked we it we didn't but we blocked the entryway from the bottom side did block the entryway and no one can technically get through the upstairs window because it's just small mm-hmm. but it seems to be it is still closed nothing has opened it but it is there's that pile sizzling there is there do I smell or hear anything from below uh, roll perception check. Oswell, uh, Borvik, you were trying to see if there's any threats with your perception check. What'd you get? Um, a three. Okay. Um, you're questionable. You're really questioning whether you're a threat right now. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. Yes. You hear more sizzling down there. Outside. Um, you dip. Uh. You dip crud into the waters as it's flowing. You know, they're nice and cool, and it's mm-hmm. winter, so it's very cold on him. It's fast. And he does not come out of his state right off the current line. You see he's slow. He's just glazingly looking at you. How's his leg? Uh, you see his leg. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, while well, he doesn't respond, his leg seems to be, whatever is was sizzling on it seems to be dying now. 
out. Okay. Um, but he does not appear to be in his right state of mind at the current moment. Divine sense. Has yeah. he become something? Why don't you make a religion check first, too? Sure. Because you're feeling this is very out of your normal element of things. A 19. A 19. Good roll. Um, you see as you then open up your energies, and I'll kind of explain more based on your divine sense, too. Uh, whatever has grabbed hold of him isn't necessarily like a being of anything from your um, lexicon of enemies you've read about. These creatures of like devils and demons and something. The fiend is not taking hold of him. No, this is something much more magic involved. This is something apparent. <laughs> this is something of like an evil that's beyond like normal understanding of this chaotic energy. Now you know that there are the this is this entity, the deity out there called True Chaos, which is like one of the creators of like a lot of these abnormal creatures. And it is a, a deity that most fear as it is not aligned with anything. It is more just its alliance is chaos, so not many like this. And you are very law abiding, so this yes. is this is one of the greatest evils in your mind. And it has afflicted itself on to uh Crud's leg. Now, you have seemed to have dispersed it by putting in the water, but whatever it was had a grasp on him and was trying to was trying to hurt him somehow. And to clarify, it is not of a, a celestial fiend or undead nature. Not of those three. Okay, okay. Stay away from the bile! 100% accurate. <laughs> As uh, address, um, you heard the noise from uh, below. What do you do? Um, I'll sort of like go to the others and say, there's more of this stuff below. We'll wait until Ithquant and the others get back, and then we should probably investigate. I'd like to. I'd like to go go down. I know, like we were kind of waiting, but like it does know. seem pressing because it's disappeared. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. It was like I. I. Yeah. I'd like to go fast. I just didn't want. I just didn't want to start a fight without everyone here. But hey, we some, might have to. I'm gonna follow. Do you guys uh, feel some... threatened by me? <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go down in the base. That's like a trick question. Yeah. But uh, someone should stay with the cart. Um, Plato isn't not there. Here. I'm not here. He's not here. Uh, I wouldn't Why want to make Plato? anyone feel afraid, so I'll stay with the cart. <laughs> okay. You, you guys open the hatch. Um, you don't know the code to open the hatch. Sorry, that's a lost reference. No one will get it. But <laughs> I, I understood that. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's a. Uh, Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Holy shit! You knew it. Good what? job. I'm Get gonna give you fucked. an inspiration. The hundred percent. That was my. How problem. do you remember it? Huh? How do you remember? I it? used the hatch reference in another thing recently. I used it as my phone password for years. What's that from? It's a really Lost. long phone password. Ah. Yes, it was. Okay. The two of you open the hatch and go down because you know the code. You open the hatch and go down. Uh, you do not have any light at the current moment. Um, it's rather dark, and both of you are human. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Human. 90% human. Human Look, some people I know, would, people close to me would consider themselves human. But I I am not a human, you know? <laughs> light torch? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you light one up real quick, and you guys look down in the area, and you can see just like this sizzling all kind of like sporadically uh, moved out through this area. And then you kind of see it goes to the pile of boxes that you guys set up towards the exit portion oh, of this no. place. 
and it just kind of several of those boxes are like melted in places and then it the back window area seems to have been like not it's still fully intact it just looks like the wood is partially sizzled a little bit but um that's where it heads to Let's go over and investigate i'd like to grab my cloak from the unseen servant and then follow just in a forest grab the cloak and throw it on and head down um you return back with twig and crud crud's still in your arms um what would you like to do with him i'm going to lay him down and tell twig to watch him yeah of course and then i want to go to the entrance to the underground area but it, like not from inside the building but from outside the building absolutely it, is he going to be okay i don't know uh, she gets worried. <laughs> That's uh, fair. She tries like patting his face and stuff while you walk away. Uh, you run outside and head around to the other side, and you kind of see this um, the ending of these sizzles. They seem to have been like have dissipated mostly at this point, but you can see they trail off to the forest. Whatever it is is probably gotten to a point like you can't tracking. It's going to be very difficult for you because it's not leaving a trail anymore. It disappears. Yeah, I get you. And I assume it's going towards the east forest. It is the east forest. Yeah, most you'd have. There isn't really a west forest to clarify. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll I'll go back and check on Crud and see if there's anything I can do. Absolutely, medically, because I'm I'm pretty good at that. Okay, Address, you can confirm that there the threat is not in the room at least. Hmm. And up top, you can confirm with Quant that it is. Far away, yeah. at least. I'm just going to return uh, and start asking around to know if anybody has any um, um, <clears throat> powdered silver. Like, mm. to, to anyone, or if I can find it somehow. Um, That'd be cool. I have silver coins you could smash up into powder. I think. Don't know that'd work. Alright. Well, most shops are closed right now, so... I have a silver piece... Damn. I have a hammer. Well, we'll have to just wait till, uh... Is, unless there's, there's like, a herbalist in town that, you, like... Most places will be closed right now. I don't yeah. think you'll... Respond. Are you able to cure disease at all? Not right now. Hmm. I'm afraid I had to use, um, the majority of my, uh, divine energies recently. Also, For what? That's not what's important. If he needs herbs okay, right now, we can get through a locked door pretty easily if we need to find an herbalist. I was more so because I can't do anything, but if a herbalist can do something, then, ah. but if, if they're not going to help because they're closed, then, you know, they're not going to help. Do you know where the herbalist lives? <laughs> <laughs> we have T3. That's like the general consensus place. Is there a doctor or any other equivalent? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a witch doctor, but he's probably going to say cut the leg off. Oh, no. I mean, well, he's also the surgeon, so he will say cut the leg off. Oh, no. Hmm. Keep that in our back pocket. Okay. Yep. Um, I'll see what I can do tomorrow morning. Okay. He looks, for now, does he look stable? I mean, oh, yeah, I was going to. As stable as he can get. Well, your medicine check. While he's rolling, <clears throat> all I know is, uh, I believe he's been taken hold of by the Chaos God, who is named, literally named True Chaos. True uh, Chaos. I got to uh, I think, given what we heard about the Mind Fog, 
uh, that's been afflicting the people of this town. Perhaps it is the source of it. And uh, after tomorrow, because we have uh, mm-hmm. other matters to deal with, we should uh, deal with such a vile creature. Well, it's not technically a being that I have uh, hatred for. I definitely would prefer it to not exist anymore. And I got a 12 on that medicine check. You you would understand a little bit of teachings from uh, your much more religious friend, uh, Jared and Storfin, that he's talked about the idea of holy water before. That can usually get out things, exercise things from people. Is there a church or some? Do you tell me this? Is anyone familiar with the concept of holy water? Yes. We now need to break in. Would that help? I'm assuming. Cool. We need to go break into a place that has fine uh, powdered silver. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go use the restroom. Is there a priest or church or cleric or other religious organization here yeah also anywhere with powdered silver yeah absolutely where the fuck would you find powdered silver would t3 have powdered silver i don't know well it's it's yeah tinctures and tonics so they do a lot of stuff like that but there is also a church too Mm -hmm. where do we want to go first but i feel like breaking into a church could be bad well not breaking into the church seeing if anyone's there i guess that's fair oh okay yeah. <laughs> Put my hammer away. T3 is closed, so, but there's probably no one there. Mm, so we might have to break into it. Or we could just go to the church first, and if that doesn't work out, go to the T3. Fine. T3. Okay. So I say. Sam. <laughs> and Ithy. Y'all go ahead to T3 Church, wherever. Y'all were headed. Mm-hmm. Do what you gotta do. I'm gonna look the other way. Uh, Adris, you stay yes. here. You keep an eye on the kid. Um, I'm gonna go check the Immortals out slash the Forest out. Yes, and also find Plato. I don't know where that, he is. That, I'm shocked that I'm the one that was able to get out of there and not him. I I think he's fine. I got a feeling At the very he's, least he should okay. know. Yeah, well, I'll pass it if I see him. We're going to hard cut from here. Here, have another one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Listen, this shit is from deep in the, like, deep north. This is some, this is some dragonborn shit right here. (laughs) Really? Yes. Uh, I went to Drakthir, and let me tell you, it it should be called the Drugthir. Oh, God. (laughs) Here, smoke this pipe. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. All right. Human and human, and one's collapsed, one's a monk. Yeah, the he's from a very unique order of monk. This is the anti-magic order, right? They don't it's, like the magic, right? He's been very anxious to accept his magical abilities that may or may not be latent in him. I always told him you gotta let it flow, you know? That's what I'm trying to tell him. You gotta let it flow. But he doesn't want to let it. can't let it go. That's what I tell people is, you know, now that magic back, you just gotta accept it. I mean, if you don't accept it, you're just falling behind at this point. Are you a practitioner? I am a master. A master? Yes. Really? In training. In tra- oh, in training. How long have you done magic? Um, Since it's been back. Oh, okay, just wanted to make sure you're not like telling me, bullshitting me and say, 
like, oh, I've done magic for like 10 days and I'm, you know. No, no. Some people were born back with it. They became all those blood in sorcerers. Are you like a sorcerer? No, I'm a wizard. I study oh, it, yeah. Study? Hold on a second. Uh, he walks away for a second and he comes back. You see he comes back with this large book and uh, he sits it on the counter with like a large thud. Hmm. And what you uh, got there? You uh, see it's like four times bigger than Bookie. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, well. This is my spell book. That's your spell I book. Still, I tell this with you in confidence, and I'm a little fucked up. So you know, I tell it to you. Yes, it's my spell book. I've worked on it for a long time. Not a big, I'm a little bit of a practitioner, I'd say, but I've been working on it for quite some time. Um, uh, I was probably as if you would understand. Uh, I started magic probably before magic came back because I started researching the spells because when I was born, I always believed in magic. There's a little secret about uh, elves like me from Fairfields. Uh, we never stopped believing. No, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you kind of got to see it to believe, but I always held that hope. I always was uh, very interested and always studied. But you've got uh, quite the archive on your hands. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a personal collection, if anything. I mean, you can't do everything in it, right? You know, uh, if you're a practitioner of the arcane, you can't, like, restore life to people. That's not something you can really do. Um, that would be really cool if we could, though. Um, I would definitely like to study something like that in the future, though. I'm sure it's possible. I mean, surely there's potential, right? Definitely. definitely. I, mean, I mean, we just need to find someone that... We just need to find someone that has divine magic in them. Just kind of study it more. Hmm, divine magic, you say? Yeah, divine magic. Hmm. Like, like you know, clerics and people that's people that follow gods. Hmm. All those people. I mean, I understand it is important to worship, of course, in all in all things. But of course, you know, we are the masters that. I mean, we control magic, so surely they grant it, but we we control it. That's true. You guys are going to be in the race tomorrow. Yep. And why did you come here in the first place again? We didn't come here specifically. This was kind of something we, we stumbled into, but uh, we couldn't say no. Oh. I mean, such a such a heartbreak story turned to, you know, quite the victory if all things go well. Yeah, it's a big, big overstatement there. If you If you don't win, then it, I guess it won't be quite the big story. Yeah, but... No pressure, of course. I mean, I do put the money on the line for this, so I guess it's... Hey, here's to hoping, am I right? I mean, it'd be a really good redemption story for, for Twig. Absolutely. I'd like to hear that speech. We've got quite the quite the team, and I'm sure she's got quite a lot to say, so... One last thing I'd like to get out of the way with you. Have you heard of T3 Oil before? Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, it's been mentioned all around town. It's kind of the the big deal here. Yeah, I'm trying to branch out from just just here and try to branch out to other places as well. Well, we've got a new shop here. We're located specifically in Orn, but mm -hmm. I I moved my permanent location here for this uh, just for this chance, uh, more so to reinvigorate these games. As it's normally a much smaller pool, but I like the idea of spreading this. What are who is go? Where are the rest of you going? I need to stay so I can begin prepping. Okay, so you're watching the cocktail. Yes, I can, but I, but I need to start prepping to 
For the ritual. Yes. I can go do church slash powdered silver stuff with Warwick. Alright, and then I was heading to you said the immortals had a camp towards the Eastish. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was headed there. <laughs> okay. You be very careful. Was planning. He will kill you. I don't doubt that. I'm going to go. We're going to the church first, and then we're church. going to maybe acquire some powdered silver in means that are less than ethical, but for a good cause. Okay. That's exactly. Got bounced out. Exactly what I said. The, and you're going to uh, see the immortals. Yes. Okay. Uh, the two of you head out and go back to the other side of the town. Pay another copper piece. Head back to the other side of the town. Head up and find a uh, get a get to a little church uh, that's been kind of it's decently built up now. Um, and you see the doors are barred on it, but that doesn't necessarily mean people aren't home. Um, as you walk up and you can hear it's just like this distantly quiet that's falling over the town as people are starting to cool down for the evening uh, after all of the celebrations. Um, knock. Yeah, you give a loud knock at the door and uh, eventually hear a voice back that goes, it's past, uh, it's past worship hours. This here. is urgent. You can always worship, but... This is not for day. worship. There's a child in danger and we need your help. The door seems to be opening up and uh, you see there's a, a little acolyte dude in there with a little night, little sleeping cap on. He's like, hey, uh, child in danger. Do you have any power, powdered silver or holy water? The holy water, of course. Okay. We need it to help this child. All right. All right. Um, and I hate to ask this, but it's, this is not a cheap material to make, but you, I'm sure you do... How much? Don't worry about that now. Just our, I'm sure you can, I'm sure the church will be more than willing to accept what you donate back, but let me just get the holy water for you. All right. And uh, you see the Church of Winslow, and it's one of the, this is actually the same church that helped you long ago. Yeah. Um, and so you see it's a very decorated, a lot of, a lot of decorations, frescoes, frescoes on the wall. And a bunch of paintings, stuff like that. Very, but they have a little um, dais there where they have a little uh, corner for some water and or a uh, ladle for some water and fill it up into a little bowl for you guys. And he brings it back to you. He's like, "I hope this will be enough for what you need. Just uh, understand that this is not just drinking water." So I know. Then he hands it to you. Is that an easier? Container for this. Oh, is uh, it going to screw it up if I pour it in like a bottle or something? It shouldn't. Okay, it shouldn't be screwed up if you pour it in a bottle. Um, gonna. Oh no! All your glass bottles are broken for glass. Uh, Little bags. I thought. Glass. I thought we only broke one of the bottles. I broke two of them. Oh, okay. I'll pour my water skin now and pour it in there. Okay, perfect. You uh, empty your water skin, pour the holy water in there, and you guys dash back to where you were. Thank you. Um, of course, if it can help the child, just yes. let us know that they're well. Yes. Dash back. And you dash back. Um, you're sitting there prepping to make holy water, I imagine. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Braldon, you walk to the eastern, uh, walk along the eastern side of town before you find the barracks, which is, there seems to be a couple people outside. Uh, three 
un essentially unarmored mortal officers sitting down. I say officers loosely as they're just they look to be part of the squad. Sitting down and uh one of the, they're playing some poker and one of the guys has significantly more coins than the other. And uh they all appear to have some drinks. They're definitely off duty. And he's like, and that's that is the story of how that guy pulled that 500 pound fish out of the water. <laughs> he's like, and another guy's just like, bullshit, man. That didn't happen. He's like, I, I swear it to you on the gods, man. They ate for days. It didn't even smell good and they were eating it. Is there a dean around here? A dean? Are you just asking? Guys? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the three guys look at you like, no, man, are you looking for someone? Yeah, yeah, I was told to speak with Captain Dean, or was it Dennis? We have a squad leader, uh, and the guy, <laughs> the guy with all the coins looks up, all the tokens looks up at you, and he's like, "Are you looking for a deacon?" Yeah, Deacon Ebhart. Maybe try just the last name. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember that. Clearly, if you said Dean before, all right, what do you need? Uh, I presume that's you then. Yes, that's me. Uh, I'm I'm here on some conclave business. Business. Oh my god. Um, I'm. I am here on some conclave business. Um, I heard y'all are having some trouble with your forest here. Was hoping I could get like the rundown on that. Our forest. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me tell you one. This is uh anything your guys' jurisdiction already. Because uh, this is the force that leads into the Elsewhere Valley. So if anything, you guys aren't controlling stuff over down there well enough. Uh, last I heard, you guys uh, don't really have a bit of a tarnished thing going on over there, though. Uh, out of character, Elsewhere Valley. I know about that. That is where the Conclave originates. Yeah, okay. Um, so that is like the forest Correct. extends out to the exterior of where you guys are at now. All right. It's just, just outside the valley. Okay. Uh, well, yep, that's why I'm here. To to check in over here on this end, see what's going on. Well, uh, Cause, uh, I hope you're not uh, planning to check in like you did with the Kandorians. <laughs> A couple <laughs> of them laugh with you. Yeah, no, I mean, depends what's in there. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long day for me. I I have a sum of money on me, and I'm going to be drinking free for the next few nights. And I got a chair. He points to a chair. That, that that's cool and all. I I just need to know about the woods, and I'll be on the way. And Everything what may or may not check. be in there. Oh, I see. Are you? I get what you're alluding to. Mind fog. Yeah. Listen, we got it under control. I still need to know what it is. We don't know what it is. Honestly, simply put, I mean. People just seem to be wandering out to the forest and dying. <laughs> I'm not sugarcoating it, man. Yeah, no, that I already picked up on that. Oh, well, then you're already halfway there. So, I mean, they don't even give a shit about this side of town anyway, so. Well. I mean, think about it. You've seen the other side of the town? Those Those buildings are cobbled. Yep. People have mud huts over here. Mud and huts. And that's why I'm here to deal with it. Um. Well, guess it's time to wander into the forest and die. Yep, and I'm gonna go start heading towards the forest. You see, he like kind of stands up a little drunkly. He's like, "Don't, don't do that." 
Well, I'm hoping not to die, but you know. No, don't don't wander off into the forest. And you've just talked about the mind fog. Yep. And you're walking in there. Correct. Don't do that. I mean, someone has to. Right. And you think you're going to solve it just by walking in there? You know, better than any information I've gotten so far, I I need something to work on, work with. Other than people walk into the forest and die. Roll a persuasion check. He kind of looks back at his friend and he's like, I guess I can't stop him, really. He's uh, like, good luck with whatever it is, though, but uh recommend not a... <laughs> Straying too far off the path. There's not just whatever caused the mind fog out there. Yeah. You begin to wander off. Uh, I would like to stealthily move in the forest. Uh, you can make a stealth check. Yeah. With advantage. Maybe these dice will like me finally. Whoo! That is a... 22. So you're just blindly walking into the forest, unfortunately. There's not a trail to pick up on. Oh, yeah, so it's more like just trying to scout the forest. Um, it is my favorite terrain. I don't remember exactly what that gives. You me. have to be in there for an hour. <laughs> well, I will probably be in there for an hour. I'm just just before you gain the effects, you have to be in there for an hour. <laughs> Your mom I'm has to be in there for an hour. Gosh. Got him. Got him. <laughs> devastated. Anyways, session over. <laughs> you head off into the forest and. As you uh, start wandering around, as quietly as you can, roll a yeah. survival check. Oh, yeah. Watch this. This is going to be where I fuck up. Watch this nat one, baby. Nat 20, let's go. Oh, 25. Man. Even better. Um, you just gut instinct try to follow the path in which you were looking at the last, uh, basically where you guys had confirmed it. It's whatever it was had left its trail along. And you begin to follow that area, just kind of roughly gut-checking every yeah. point you go. As you uh, get into the forest, probably a little bit, you find um, just off the path a little bit, there seems to be like where the an area where the roots start to go higher above onto the ground. And the, the trees basically have above-ground roots, and it seems to create a lot of nooks and crannies throughout there. And it seems like a good hiding place, naturally. So you slink off the road into these, essentially this undercroft area created by uh, these roots and begin to wander in there. Trying to see what I can find, okay. if there's anything. Yeah. Um, just give me a general investigation check. Too. Investigation. Your nat 20 on your survival is just puts you exactly where you need to be. Right. Uh, Alright. That's <laughs> now one. It's <laughs> 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 put you exactly where you need to be but you have no idea what you're doing there. Yep. You feel so good about this I need spot. to switch these dice out. Hold for on. For some reason, you do not know. Yeah. While essentially looking through everything, you start to get a little discouraged as you see nothing. Uh, you basically don't get any uh, general reactions from anything um, after you like poke and prod at things. You're forced <laughs> to light a torch as just in order to keep seeing well. And um, as you do so, you can't determine the source of it now. It's it's now kind of gotten this form of advantage on you that you can't find it, but whatever it is has found you. That's fair. And uh, you begin to um, hear these. Uh, begin to hear these voices, and you 
can't tell if they're real or in their head as they kind of claw into your mind. You feel like something's kind of peeled at your ears and kind of driven through. You can't tell the origin of this voice. It comes in multiple waves as you hear. You killed them all. All separated to their lives from you. Mercilessly. Mercilessly. Well, you, you didn't do too too bad, Ralvin. You, you, you did great. You feel like you hear Jared in, in your head. It's it's only a shame that you uh, fucking murdered children. All right, spooky forest. You also murdered children. <laughs> <laughs> that is a purple. So I think we're on a pretty the <laughs> comeback. Holy shit! I think we're on a pretty even playing field here. You, uh, <laughs> you feel the uh, whatever is in this forest, this entity that is uh, reached into you a little bit. Um, feel the slight burning sensation in your head um, as you then begin to hear the voices of people that you thought to be long dead as you hear the voice of a young girl like, what, what happened to my mom? What did you do to my mom? Is she sleeping? She's <laughs> Look, look spooky forest. I've heard that line a thousand times. Uh, like, <laughs> um, Go ahead and uh, I don't have this rule naturally, but the, because of the way this entity yeah. is, Give me like a sanity check. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Which die am I using? Because um, all of these are cursed. <laughs> due to your natural nature of already having problems with your sanity, roll you yeah. roll at disadvantage. Yeah, all right, all right. Pick two dice here. All right. So that's a one. All right. I'm going to inspiration that. Okay. That's a nine. Okay, it's better. It's not a one, and it's, it's not a one, not a ten. Um, you feel <laughs> a little bit of yourself kind of drain away in this moment, like as uh, you feel this lack of energy of like this willpower in your own head of how you can. You you have these comments that are very good in response to whatever this entity is. But it is still taking away it, this. It knows. It knows what you've done. And it clearly now has this power over you. <laughs> but you cannot determine its origin still. But it hasn't attacked. Hmm. It means it probably wants something. Is at least my guess. Hmm. I really think there's much else to do here. I should probably skedaddle. <laughs> it's like I got that one investigation. You I don't think I'm getting at. anything. Let's say you know yeah. where it, you know where it's at. We can do that much. You just probably need help, and it probably need to be brighter to find it. Yeah, I'll come back tomorrow. You skedaddle out of there. Yeah, the most dramatic leaving skedaddle. Yes, I will um, take my leave. We jump back to Plato. As um, Plato, you're sitting here with Tannis as he's like, I mean, I've kept you for a long time now. I should probably let you go. You gotta sleep before the races. It's in like seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah, we've been drinking for a little bit. I, I got. I gotta get back. I gotta go home. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, 
pulls out his book and he just starts looking at it. Uh, uh that one. Um, pokes you, and you just appear at the stable. There's a new head magician. <laughs> that one. <laughs> And that's for all of the session. Ah. <laughs> all right, guys. We do have to uh, do a traditional outro. Oh, yes. Okay. Can you guys be quiet for the outro? No. Maybe. Understand. Well, what is a traditional <laughs> outro? It's the same outro I've been doing every time, but you guys don't interrupt it. And then at the mm. end, we all say Goon Squad Goon out or something. Yeah, or something like that. Goonification time. Complete. Goon Squad on Goon Quest. Goon Would Quest. Would like Goon to do squad. the outro instead of me? <laughs> no. Does someone else think they can do the outro? Uh, it's very it's easy. Nice. I definitely can do it, but I don't think I could do it Easily. better. I have the script if you want to read it. Here, here, slide it over here. Okay. I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get you the views here. James has got it. Okay. James has nailed it. Please do not screw up any of the text. I'm just going to have to remake it. It just get, starts not yeah, the first line. Get that so. deep <laughs> have questions. Thank you for listening to Goon Quest. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more of it, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Not only does it help others find the show, but it also helps us feel good about ourselves. Our opening music is done by Suma Studio and Alexander Nakarada. Cover art by Casey May. Outro music by Alexander Nakarada. Audio editing by myself and Jimmy May. Our Instagram can be found at goon.quest. If you would like to provide names of NPCs or have ideas for magic items, you can submit them for suggestions at goonquest@outlook.com. Thank you, and have a very lovely evening. Beautiful. I, I hate you guys because you did not, like, all of you were dead silent. <laughs> Every time I've done an outro, everyone, someone has said something. What are you going to do, interrupt your own goon? Voice. They had to. <laughs> Interrupt your own goon. This is goon yeah. name. You can't, oh, you can't interrupt a fellow goon. That would be good on goon violence. Uh, yeah, but questions such as, how strong is this man? What spell was that? <laughs> oh, I could argue it was teleport, but then he technically should have gone, but that's like a wave of the hand, whatever. But that's still a 7th level spell, which would make him at minimum 13 level. How the fuck are you a 13th level wizard and magic's only been around for 7 months? Wait, this he is got some a level? bullshit. This is some, this is some bullshit chat exactly. for, for our actual theories chat. Good to know. That's what I should be talking about in the theories chat. The yeah. bullshit that is Tannis. And why isn't he a bard, damn it? Because he has the magic of, fuck you, I'm an NPC. I don't exactly. Play he just got hit with the fuck you, I'm an NPC magic. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with this magic. <laughs> I'm not a player character. I don't give a shit but about class restrictions. <laughs> when people walk off screen, like when NPCs leave the screen, they no longer exist. When you guys leave the screen, your character still exists. We have a screen. Because we can't walk off the screen. <laughs> We've been filmed Exactly, because your main character. We are well, the our characters? You guys have protagonist energy. And that's great. Whoa. Protagonist energy gets me beaten up by four commoners. That <laughs> <laughs> is true. That you were holding back. That was embarrassing for all of us. No one knew, though. No, no one, one, no one will know. know. No one will know. Nobody's going to know. Because the truth is, I could have no killed them. They're gonna How, would they know? Know. <laughs> How would they know? How would they know? Because he looks like he just got the shit beat out of him. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm he not full health. <laughs> 
You get. I look fine as day. <laughs> he will take it this to the grave. Correct. Also, it's okay. They won't talk about it either because I could have killed them all. On his deathbed, he's gonna sit there in, in confessions, and he'll be like, "I got beat up by four cars." Walks into the forest. Look, you uh, got your shit rocked by four carmeners. Yeah, and I'll be like, "I could have killed them." I, I, my next turn could have just been another breath weapon, and they would have all died. What was it, fisherman? A lot of things. Or worse. Yeah, you know. Expelled. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Oh, um, I've been expelled from. By the way, Hogwarts. Jimmy, are you familiar with the second level spell Wither and Bloom? Yeah, uh, no bullshit Strixhaven <laughs> magic, guys. I don't <laughs> adhere to that shit. <laughs> you heard it here. No crossover. No Magic the Gathering crossover spells. 